Hey everyone, Lauren and Joseph here from Bone Chillers Podcast. Uh, welcome to our third episode. Uh, you guys probably just heard our little new intro, which was done by our cousin, John Michael Scherf. Uh, you can check out his page at jmscherf.com. Uh, yeah, I really love that. I cannot stop listening to it. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. really well done. It's That's, so good. It's, uh... I love it. It's perfect. Um, so, yeah, thanks again, John Michael. Um, so I'm going to actually hand over this episode to Joseph. And here we go. Okay, thank you. So we were discussing sort of where we wanted to take this, the topics of this podcast. So the first one was sort of our introductory, uh, you know, there's a nice dream story and thinking about ghosts in the second episode. And, and one thing that we thought we could talk about in one fell swoop in this sort of, again, introductory episode are just urban legends in general, specifically ones that maybe are scary or eerie or mysterious in some way. And so when I brought this up initially well, with Lauren, she's really on board with it. <laughs> uh, the first thing that we could think about was, was Bigfoot, actually. So... I think Bigfoot's probably one of the most classic urban legends that I think most people have heard of, and whether it's in you know social media and just references throughout all kinds of of cinema and TV and books and things like that. Um, and I guess I'll start by just asking Lauren: Do you think that Bigfoot is scary? Do you think that he's a scary presence? Or? <laughs> Does Uh, does his existence or possible existence scare you? I mean, to be honest. Or her. Or her. Or it. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't really believe in Bigfoot, so I'm not really scared of it so much, I think. But if I had to... You said ghosts. You don't really believe in them, but they scare you. That's true. So why doesn't Bigfoot... Well, because I feel like ghosts are more likely to be real rather than I this see. Bigfoot thing. I mean, it's I guess been around Bigfoot's for... also like an, an animal. It's like being scared of a bear. It's yeah. like a different type of scared. Yeah, and but think. like, who's to say that he's like mean or has <laughs> bad intentions? Is that nice? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, he might yeah. be scared of us. Like, you know how, I don't know, I guess with animals and stuff, they're always like, oh, they're more scared of you than you are of them kind of thing so i think i don't i'm not afraid of him because i don't believe he's real is my final answer to that <laughs> okay yeah that's fair so what about you do you believe in him i this was actually one of the first things we talked about was yeah. that this is going to be like a chilling podcast i i don't think we should talk about bigfoot but I don't think he's scary at all. I think it's more of like a joke in in nowadays. Mm. It's sort of like under like I think UFOs and aliens like that is is scary because it makes you think a lot. And I feel like this is sort of a like attempt at reaching that level of terror, but just <laughs> yeah. kind of falling apart at being kind of ridiculous. Also, I think that most of these like funny videos you see of this kind of Bigfoot sighting is just someone in a gorilla costume like walking <laughs> around. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hard to take it seriously to begin with, but. Mm-hmm. And I would initially say, you know, no, I'm not scared of Bigfoot. But after doing some more research and like looking into to Bigfoot and seeing these like probably fake photos, <laughs> um, it's actually yeah, I wouldn't want to be around a, a Bigfoot one on one. I wouldn't want to see one. For, that's for sure. Well, I mean, they're fair. pretty terrifying. 
looking creature. So for those of you who haven't, for some reason, heard of Bigfoot, um, I guess it goes by many names. So I think the Yeti is like a winter Bigfoot up in the Himalayas. <laughs> the uh, winter version. <laughs> and just like a, I guess like the polar bear of the of the Bigfoots. <laughs> and then Bigfoot is actually, I think, the U.S. term for this creature. And then there's Sasquatch that has uh, roots more, I think, in, in Native American culture. And I think that relates to this uh, Sesquitl tribe, this native tribe that I guess that's where the term comes from. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, there a, a lot of people have claimed to have seen this creature. And for those of you again that don't know what Bigfoot looks like, it's it's uh, uh, canonically has big feet. So these are usually like very big. For from what's been seen, let me see if I can pull up um, a, a general size of the foot somewhere <laughs> here. So I guess so because he's got big the, feet, he's going to be really tall as well. Yeah. yeah. So the biggest estimate. Okay. So the measurements of Bigfoot's foot are two feet long by eight inches wide. So pretty, pretty big. That, that is um, pretty and big. The thing, the thing that I think has thrown most, most people for a loop is that these are obviously human-like feet. And they're typically, typically accompanied by claw marks. Um so so could be bipedal but also you know can run sort of like a gorilla and most commonly is thought to be between six to eight feet tall but i think that's now been exaggerated to like double that well i was gonna some say people six, that have seen. Feet yeah, six feet is just like a not, normal size now of people i think that this was back when maybe <laughs> they wanted more people to actually believe it instead of like right. 20 foot tall creature running around <laughs> Um, with imagine, a large forehead. Imagine being <laughs> six feet tall and having two foot long Just a really feet. hairy person <laughs> with big feet. I mean, maybe it's not. So, so that brings me to thinking about like why, who even says that they saw this. And uh, there's a lot of different, different stories. So this is very similar, I think, initially to the story you brought up with the dreams. So mm -hmm. who was this man that someone sort of planted this in people's minds and then later said like, oh, well, um, you know, this is a, this is fake. And then yeah. people bought into it and started seeing things. And it's like, oh, well, is it real or not? Um, but but people have actually gotten the casts of, of feet that they think belong to a very large <laughs> creature. Right. Um, but I thought that since people are most familiar with with Bigfoot, I would share a couple of stories. Um, there are a couple that are, are quite striking. I think one of them, this is, there's a Bigfoot capture. I don't know if you've heard. No, in 2008. So in 2008, uh, two, I guess, hunters, monster hunters, so not like actual hunters. <laughs> right. Claim, claim to solve... The, the Bigfoot problem that they call the Bigfoot problem. I don't know what the problem is. That <laughs> Poor may or may not exist. Yeah, so they posted a video and found an, a body that's nearly eight feet tall and weighed over 500 pounds. And they, they got a lot of backlash from Bigfoot experts, whatever, whoever those people are, <laughs> who doubted, doubted this story, but it got extreme news coverage. So like CNN, ABC, Fox, BBC, and they got $50,000 from searching for Bigfoot Incorporated as a measure of good faith. 
Right. So actually for people <laughs> out there that are thinking about what they can do in their spare time now, you know, going out hiking is probably a nice thing to do to get out of the cities and stuff. Maybe you can search for Bigfoot too and make a small amount of money. Small, but that's anyway, pretty that, good. So that, what, they only give good. you the money if you find him? Yeah, I don't think. Oh, okay. <laughs> it says as a measure of good faith, so I don't, I don't know. But right. when the body arrived in a block of ice, which I don't know what that's like, <laughs> just freeze the body and send Where it over. Where were they? Did you and say? It was, I don't, I don't really have a location. All right, of course. Let me see. I think it was. I'm. I feel like Pennsylvania or something like that. Right. Okay. Because in Pennsylvania, in like early two thousands, people were taking photos of of juvenile sasquatches. So there's a family, like, not just one. There's a yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And I'll talk. There's other stories of people oh, that that apparently identify families of Bigfoots. It's not never just like a single Bigfoot. Like at, the, at least now with the most recent stories. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the body arrived in a block of ice, and it thawed. And the researchers, again, the Bigfoot researchers, found that the body was just completely rubber. It had fake hair and a hollow head. <laughs> And then the two the two camera people admitted that it was a lie, which, like, of what? course, you don't need to admit much. Yeah. So that you know, there's been a really I I think that like Bigfoot believers or these types of people like I don't I don't really know if it's all just a big joke or not, but a nearly one third of all Bigfoot sightings are in the Pacific Northwest. And actually, there's a map that I'm I'm planning on sending you of mm-hmm. Bigfoot sightings, and it's absurd. So there's no scale. I don't know what one Bigfoot, like there's just a little Bigfoot that's placed on the map of the so U.S. Cute. And yeah. I don't know if that means there's one sighting or what, but the whole East Coast essentially is covered in Bigfoot. And then California is, is also up to Washington. And there's oh. like a few sprinkled in in Canada on the way to Alaska, but most of it, the Midwest basically hasn't really seen much of of Bigfoot. So there's like actually a really interesting divide. Mm. But anyway, clearly a lot of people have seen Bigfoot or claim to. And so I thought that I would just dig into a little bit of what people have seen. And if this, you know, what you would do in these situations, if if they're real, I mean, who knows? These are witness accounts. Apparently yeah. they call the police and then the police ask them basically, like, are you sane or not? And then they have get the Have you taken testimony. any drugs today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, here's one story. This in in 2002. This is in Pacific County. Um, one of this person's first professional assignments was to look for Bigfoot in the hills above State Route 401. And this is the account. In quotes, as I got through the first grouping of trees, I could make out a figure on the edge of the hill, tall, standing next to a giant hemlock. Framstadt, who was his, his co-worker, approached fearlessly. I quickened my pace. As I got closer, I could see that the beast was not moving. Was he frightened by my intrepid guide? Was he communicating with him? Was he made of plywood? My heart sank as I approached and saw it to be true. The creature that had risked my life from certain death on the side of a hill on a logging road was made of wood and old brown carpet. Oh. So clearly... <laughs> there, That's so sad. <laughs> So, the, the apparently people, it's quite common to put up fake Bigfoot, oh. like, models. It says, commonly, the beast's eyes are made from red reflectors and it's first from some old carpet. Um, this prank, specifically, 
was done by the coworker who had gone out with him. Um, so oh, that's messed up. It's pretty messed up. So that's one. <laughs> this is a, I think, a pretty like typical account of people seeing Bigfoot. Um, here's another one. This one's Bigfoot in our backyard. <laughs> so this is from the same same town, essentially. The editor recalled of this journal, the Chinook Observer, recalled a sober and serious neighbor in the old Columbia River fishing village of Altoona telling of a terrifying 1930s night when she and her friends believed they were being spied on by a monster above them in the deeply shadowed ancient forest. Um, and this person was a descendant of the Chinook tribe. So this is, again, 1930s, so probably closer to, to, to that type of time period. Um, although probably not much left, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, she had no doubt that what they heard was a Sasquatch. So there's a lot of recent accounts around Washington, Oregon, and logging. It's always like a logging area. And well, I think it's very woods, related. Right? Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think there's a strong correlation between very progressive, well, in some cases, very relatively progressive states and anti-logging, be, like, protesting, mm. and then the sightings of Bigfoot. So Bigfoot's like a guardian, maybe a guardian of the forest. So there's a lot of that mm-hmm. correlation. Uh, anyway... Um, there's also a Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, www.bfro.net, that logs these types of sightings. Um, so can anybody just go on and be yeah, like, yeah, you can I just thought. go and log your, yeah, oh. from the past decade. You can, like, they're just all there. Oh. So here's one that this, I think this is the one I'm going to, maybe the second to last one. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> Before we move on from Bigfoot, before some <laughs> concluding thoughts, this person says that uh, an investig BFRO investigator, so I guess there's titles in this organization, oh, okay. posted a, a lengthy account. Here it is. The witness stated that they have had numerous and regular interactions. There are four that they see regularly. There is a younger male, about seven feet tall and fairly thin, who they interact with most often. He is estimated by the witness to be around 500 pounds. This Sasquatch has long hair on its head, shorter on the body, a mixture of brown, red, and black hair, and an ape-like nose. The facial skin is very dark. He said that there is also a very large male, mixed colors of hair, long on the head, shorter on the body, with a human-like nose. One time they were able to observe it next to an object of known dimensions. Later, they went out and measured the height and width of the shoulders in relation to the object. This individual is comparatively measured at 9 feet tall, 5 feet across the shoulders. The female is more shy. They have only seen her silhouette. Her voice is different than the male's. She is reported to smell very good, while the males smell bad. The witness is feeding them a variety of foods, but they seem to like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. While I was there, the plate was on the hood, but the sandwiches had been thrown on the ground. The sandwiches were made using white bread. Normally, the witness uses wheat bread. Evidently, the Sasquatches don't like white bread. Picky. One evening, the witness was on his front porch, and the younger male was standing in the brush about 30 feet away. The witness patted his chest and said, Dad, three times. Then the Sasquatch patted his chest and said, Guag. G-U-A-G. <laughs> Possibly this could be the name of this Sasquatch. If so, this is a remarkable breakthrough. And that's the story. 
Wow, so, that's hilarious. So although although Bigfoot can like, I think it's a pretty scary creature. Yeah, I feel like Bigfoot is is a joke. It's like a giant urban legend joke compared to other urban legends that are actually pretty pretty terrifying. Yeah, and so I think since this is more focused on urban legends, I think like creepy pastas are more of like enhanced scariness urban legends. But mm-hmm. I, I guess I just want to focus on folk not folklore but i guess traditional type urban legends yeah so before we leave and and depart from bigfoot oh uh <laughs> do you yeah do you think about any like do you think he's real do you now do, are you convinced now that he's not or they are not um do you have any different thoughts from these these reports well that I mentioned? how long do you know like when the first alleged sighting was it's like 1950-something. So that one, the one that I just read was from 1930s. Okay. But that, that was actually reported, like, later on after, I think in 1957 was when, like, the first evidence of there being a Bigfoot was suggested. Right. Um, but actually, there there was an, an FBI file that revealed, like, a Ooh. Monster Hunter story. Uh-huh. Right. Um. And so this one is it was in the 1970s, and they basically found 15 hairs and some skin that the hunter said that this has to be from a Bigfoot. And there's a photo from this that the FBI has, and it looks like a bunch of hair with like a bear claw hanging off. But you right. can judge for yourself if this I mean, looks. Wouldn't they have just done? I don't know, DNA testing or something just to determine what Yeah. What so they did. Is. I'm not going to read this whole this whole thing, but you're right. They basically went through all this hullabaloo to conclude <laughs> that there was deer hair and deer skin. And this wow. was this like FBI file was in in circulation being considered for such a long time. And then they finally had like, you know, confirmation a few years later and each of the 15 hairs they said their morphological characteristics, such as root structure and cuticle thickness, um, that basically match deer hair. Right. So, yeah, they just sent the hair back and said, like, this is not Bigfoot. <laughs> nice this is try. not an unknown. Mm. Yeah. So it just seems like like Bigfoot is a human ape thing. Like the, all the descriptions of the there? hair. How, where did he come from? Why is he there all was, over the place and nobody except this, like, random select few have seen him? And one guy yeah. actually has, like, communicated with him. It just seems <laughs> like if there's an organization of hunters with today's technology, we should yeah. have found one already. Like, unless yeah. they have some, you know, underground base that we're unaware of. One of these Bigfoots has to have gotten sloppy. Yeah, there's no... like (laughs) If you look at this map, there's like 4 billion sightings of Bigfoot. Oh my god. Like, it's insane. Um, There was a... um, Like a... Anthropological study about like, you know, finding big bones. Like giant bones. Mm -hmm. And those are scattered all over the country. Right. And they're seemingly not fake, but also like... Not much can be said about them. So when you mean um, when you say big, do you mean like long or thick? Both, like as if it were like a well, you would imagine a Bigfoot skeleton, right? So it like. couldn't be like a cow or something because no, they do have I think really it's, okay. 
more i mean i don't who knows anytime <laughs> bigfoot's involved in anything there's it's a hoax so i have no clue it could be right. some some but, big bones yeah but i mean like when you said when you mentioned the prank that people pulled like that yeah. would actually i think that would actually scare me like just seeing something oh, out you, of the corner. Put a big, yeah, if I came yeah, I, across a Bigfoot, just there. I'd I mean, up. we tried for so many. Do you remember when we would go apple picking, and then we went to Muscoot, and there was like the wilderness you could keep walking through. Yeah. You know how many times we went searching for Bigfoot, <laughs> and there was nothing. Well, is there um, a little Bigfoot on your map of that area? It's covered. It's not even like it's just brown, like a brown. It's just complete. Like I can't uh, even zoom in. So you can't this zoom map in. is actually pretty useless. It's just for like uh, shock value, I think, and how many right. people have seen Bigfoot. Yeah. So, and then the thing but is yeah, with, it's it's all over. Yeah, but the thing is with people like being able to edit stuff and just readily, um, like upload any stories or sightings. Like I could go on literally right now and be like, "Yep, I saw him. He's outside in my backyard." And nobody will yeah. bat an eye. They'll be like, yep, look, well, let's just add this to our list. And it's just like, yeah, well. I remember, I remember, like, these photos. There's, like, all these Discovery Channel things on, like, finding Bigfoot. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of people that you're, you're just, like, from their interview, you just know it's not true. And then they take their photo as, like, you know, a blur in the forest. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, based on this map, there should there's a huge... Like, it's not like a ghost in a certain house in a certain... It's like there is literally... There should be a huge population of Bigfoot somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I still... It's just like the strangest thing that propagated to me. Like, out of everything you could talk about. Like, I feel like also... I know Loch Ness Monster is probably out of this scope. Actually, maybe you can talk about it a little bit. But yeah. I feel like... Loch Ness Monster is not... It's, like, in a similar vein, but I don't know about the sighting. Like, is it... Has it been seen or... Also, I don't I don't even understand what the Loch Ness Monster is. It's just, like, a brontosaurus <laughs> that lives in the lake, right? Uh, well, What's... yeah. I mean, well, me and Mom went to Inverness uh, in November of last year, and we actually went to Loch Ness, which is just a giant lake. Um, mm-hmm. And there is, like... Again, it is one of these urban lessons, uh, le- urban legends. But uh, there, it seems like there's only one. But like, is she eternal? I don't really understand. How can there yeah. only be one? But at least, at least that is a little bit more like. It's easier to believe. I still don't believe in it, but it's easier to believe if there's one mm-hmm. and it's underwater and like okay, un- underwater is like <laughs> something that we'll yeah. never ever finish exploring. No, but I mean, this but is like a lake. in the forest. Yeah, true. I guess, but has have people like gone in the lake and excavated? Well, them? when mean, we we were on a little boat that went like around the lake, and they had like a sonar that picked <laughs> up stuff. Yeah, and you can see it um, on little TV screens inside the boat, um, and you can see if they had picked anything up. Um, and then oh. yeah, so you could uh, like it, people are they're always looking, um, and they also the lake is really like dark like black that you cannot like if you stuck your head under it you wouldn't see anything in front of you so like nessie could be there and you'll never see her and Mm -hmm. also what i found really interesting 
was our little tour guide told us that uh, they had taken water samples and done mm-hmm. like DNA testing on it to see you know what was in there and I can't remember the percentage but there was a lot of stuff that was unaccounted for that they didn't have any matches to which hmm. it was like oh okay well that's okay evidence I guess but also there's so many organisms like you say under the water that we will never see or not for a very long time so it could just be that yeah. and also there's a guy who lives at one end of the lake of the lock and he like dubbed himself the official Loch Ness monster hunter <laughs> <laughs> so he just stays there um, and he has like he lives in like a little camper van that's just there oh and he's like <laughs> he takes pictures and stuff and he we didn't get to see him he wasn't in when we went um, but he had like made little he made stuff and he, like on like the honor basis kind of thing like oh I'm gonna put my wares outside my house and you can buy them and just leave money behind please. oh wow. um, yeah but I think because there is like one photo of a sighting of Nessie I'm sure you've seen it it's like black and white and there's just like the little neck or like yeah. the hook um, but I think if I remember correctly that's been disproven and it was like a branch or it was yeah. um, distorted in a way and then the person who took the picture was like yeah, I made that up so I don't know. <laughs> they always do that <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, well, that's luckily not our problem or our country. No, yeah. I I mean, I'm pretty far away from it, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But if she's, Um, like, water-bound, it's all right. Because I guess Sasquatch is a bit more scary because he can just wander around or, like, be in your backyard, whereas Nessie can only swim, so she's kind of confined to the lake. I I mean, I I don't... I I was talking to a friend at work, and they, they used Bigfoot in, like... In a, this metaphor that I didn't know, like, I don't, I didn't even know that people say this, but right? he was saying, like, yeah, imagine, he's talking about being scared of something happening. Like, something doesn't happen to you, but you're scared of it, and then it mm-hmm. happens. Right. And so he said, like, yeah, it's like, if you were to see Bigfoot, like, you know, you should be scared, which I thought was interesting, because you assume you should just be scared of Bigfoot. And he wow. said, like, and imagine you see Bigfoot, and he's tearing apart a rabbit but he doesn't hurt you like you're still scared but then you're less scared because you've interacted with bigfoot and i was like what is this trying to explain like a dangerous chemical and he would turn to like this description of bigfoot (laughs) this was like a few days ago like really good timing for this thing i thought that was really bizarre i mean i guess that is true though like you experience something and it's not bad so then you're not yeah but why like i imagine you can have so many other situations that that you can explain that with aside from Bigfoot. <laughs> but for him to do Bigfoot. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like you could almost afraid? just say like when you're riding when you're riding a bike or something and you fall, like you're scared of falling, but then once you do it, it's like not so bad. No, that's true. I don't I don't know. I guess because falling is natural and Bigfoot is not. <laughs> Bigfoot is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I can't explain it, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's enough of Bigfoot. You are for right. now. So Bigfoot has 
in terms of Bigfoot being scary, it's like there aren't any stories of all these witness reports. It's never like, oh, Bigfoot ate my dog or like Bigfoot. No, there's not like some crazy animal remains. Like yeah. it just seems like a peaceful creature that exists. Well, that's nice. I mean, then he's not which so scary nice. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Which means he's not that scary. And right. so since <laughs> I think we should talk about urban legends that may be scary, I found this collection of urban legends in the United States. And so this goes, these are just like selected ones, state by state. I'm going to try to go through them relatively fast and just sort of read the descriptions that are, are there. And then if you want to talk about any of them, like we can discuss them. Okay. Um, but this is a combination of urban legend beasts and ghosts or just like weird phenomenon. But I thought it'd be cool to go through them and talk about which are, which we think are the scariest of all of these. So um, first we'll start off. The, the the dead children's playground which is in alabama oh that sounds so awful it says already. that during late <laughs> yeah it's the awful name i feel like i don't even need to read the description but i'll read it anyway uh during late night hours swings move by themselves as spirits of buried children come to play so in that case the description is a lot less bad than the name but um I mean, swingings, like swings that move on their own, I think are quite common. I mean, there's wind, right? Yeah, right. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Do, do you know so, how far away the kids are buried? No. I think... So the other thing to keep in mind about urban legends that I think is pretty much common knowledge is like a lot of these stories, I feel like, are to deter children from doing things. Yeah, I was going to so say. So I'm trying to, like, like <laughs> it could be that, like, oh, don't go on the swings at night because the swings are far, the playground's far from the house, and, you know, there's ghosts there, so don't go. So it seems like yeah. that might be this kind of thing. Yeah, true. Um, there's very limited information on the things I'm about to read, so mm -hmm. if there are things that are particularly interesting, um, if you're listening and or have more info or would like to hear more about it, just I guess feel free or you I mean if yeah. there's we can quickly do some searching but that's yeah. that's the first one uh -huh. second one is is actually a, I think a relative of this Bigfoot type um, creature called the Kushtaka from southern Alaska uh, these are shape-shifting creatures that are crossed between an otter and a man I highly recommend looking up an image of this creature because I think it, this is actually scarier than for sure how do you what is it called um, the kushtaka make noises kushtaka <laughs> oh my god k-u-s-h yeah t-a-k-a -A. yeah oh it yeah. does just look i'm obviously not seeing image. the right images because no I'm there, just there are like a couple drawing. where it's like right we'll there's one i'll send picture. you the one that i saw okay. it's like it's like a, a like a big foot sized like creature but with an otter's head and it's horrifying oh i see him yeah so, yeah <laughs> yeah so these creatures make noises that mimic children and wives to lure fishermen though they are sometimes helpful tricksters wait so there's probably wait. a lot of stories about what this noise does a wife make <laughs> i don't know Sing singing <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> uh, i guess they're in the right place if they're going after fishermen yeah, i don't know true Okay, so the next one is in Arizona, Slaughterhouse Canyon. So this image I'm seeing is just like a barn. Uh, it says, one day a father failed to return to his cabin during the 1800s gold rush and his family starved. 
The mother went insane, put on her wedding dress, and chopped her children up. Oh. Today, you can still hear her cries for forgiveness in the, in the local neighborhood. Well, that's, that's pretty sad. pretty scary. Yeah. It's similar to the story you told last time, where mm. there's like a haunted house kind of. Yeah. It's more of a ghost story. Okay. Yeah. But are they? So then, let's go back to a. <laughs> is what? Are they interchangeable? Ghost stories and urban legends. Who knows? Yes. No. Maybe. I guess they could be. Mm. But let's go to the next one, which is another beast. This is in Arkansas. Dog Boy. I, I've not heard of any of these so far. No. The, a werewolf-like ghost walks on all fours and haunts his childhood home. This myth is based on the sad story of a real man, Gerald Bettis, who was rumored to experiment on stray animals and reportedly abused his elderly parents. Oh, yeah there there's a lot of like weird stories of people experimenting with animals and like splicing them and then they like you know these weird like pet cemetery what there's a name for this yeah like kind of like that a taxidermy it's like worse than taxidermy (laughs) because it's like stitching yeah i mean what's really bad about that is that he's called dog boy when he's not a dog <laughs> or a boy. <laughs> That's true. And the image is even worse. It's like a wolf. Wow. But anyway. <laughs> number like five. It. This is yeah. This is in <laughs> California. And the states are not really like represented based on their size. Like there I'm sure there are some stories that are more common than these in each right. state. Mm-hmm. But okay, California says the dark watchers. Featureless dark silhouettes, often with brimmed hats or walking sticks, stare down travelers during twilight and dawn. John Steinbeck briefly mentioned them in flight. They should not be addressed or acknowledged. Oh. So. That one's kind of scary. Yeah. That one's that one's pretty scary. Yeah. So what, you're just, like, driving on the road and you see him. I mean, that's pretty. I think, yeah, I think they're, like, you particularly see them on the mountains, like, looking down. And they just have like, oh God. like uh, these hat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was so that's. Scary. I think that's probably the scariest one so far. Yeah, I would I say. Agree. Okay, now let's go to Colorado, Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road is home to a host of legends. While traveling down the road during a full moon, one can see the hanging bodies of slaves on the trees. They have their own lady in white. But one section of road led to a mansion that contained a satanic cult. The gate to hell itself is reportedly inside the chicken coop. So it's really funny. Some the show Supernatural, like I think, also there's like a part a season where they have to like close the gates of hell uh-huh. and they actually go to these places and they're like like hidden gates. They're so like of more course than one? painted. Yeah, there's more than one. Mm. There are a few you right. can go to. And once in a chicken coop in Colorado. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so number seven, I think most people actually know, but this is the true story, I guess what's based on, is Annabelle the Demonic Doll oh, um, yeah. from Connecticut. So this is the demonic doll in The Conjuring and Annabelle, which is inspired by a real-life Raggedy Ann doll that supposedly inhabited by, was inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl who's given to two demonologists after some extremely malicious paranormal activity. So I think we all kind of know the background there. Mm. Uh, It's kind of cool that that is based on a a true story. Yeah, I think all of those things are. Um, What is it, like Ed and Lorraine Warren 
you know, like the yeah, two. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, I yeah. didn't say their names, but that's what it yeah, says. Yeah, they're real. They're actually real. Huh. And they have all this stuff. And I swear they have like a. Do they have like a museum with all their stuff in it? They might. I can't remember. That sounds familiar. I mean, I saw that the new Annabelle comes home. Annabelle Awakening. I don't know. And it was garbage. But they had it <laughs> like the their little museum in their house in the basement or whatever. So I don't know if I'm just oh, making cool. it up from <laughs> from the the movie, but I'm pretty sure you can go see like their stuff. But yeah, like yeah. they have like the non and and things, and I think they're all based on stories that they have written about. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So this next one is in Delaware, Corpse Light. It's just like it looks like a lighthouse thing. Ah. Oh, well, here we go. There's no lighthouse in Cape Henlopen, but there is a phantom light. It crashed the ship Devonshireman on Christmas of 1665 when more than 200 men died. Allegedly, the light is a curse from a local Native American tribe after British soldiers slaughtered attendees at a wedding ceremony. Huh. So I guess it's just like a mystery light. Yeah, that causes... I guess because you need a lighthouse to tell you where you're going. And if they thought something was there, they would just smash because there's actually nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe they deserve that one. Maybe. (laughs) It seems like it was fitting. Okay, in Florida... The Devil's Chair. The Casadaga Spiritualist Camp is full of odd ghosts, but one chair is supposedly a favorite for the Big Cheese himself. According to local lore, <laughs> if you sit cheese. in it, <laughs> if you sit in it, he'll whisper horrible things in your ear, forever changing you. Ew, and if I don't you like leave that. a beer, <laughs> this is the best part. If you leave a beer on his chair overnight, he'll drink it. Sometimes even if the can is still sealed. Oh, that's cool. I would put a little closed can there and like shake it in you the morning. You should sit in it. I no, wouldn't sit. I'd be like, you can have mm-hmm. a beer, just don't talk to me. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one I think will maybe be a little bit better. This is in Georgia, the cursed pillar. After a preacher was told he couldn't deliver a sermon next to the pillar, he declared that the whole town would be destroyed and the pillar would be the only thing left standing. A freak tornado later destroyed most of Augusta with the pillar left standing. Wow. That's not, I mean, I feel like that's a done deal now, right? It's like... So what? what's wrong with the pillar? It just withstood a natural disaster. Yeah. So good for the pillar. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Georgia, cursed, you but, can do better than that. Seems, seems like a blessed pillar. Yeah. Oh, so it's good. So I, oh, okay. No, no, it's called the Cursed Pillar, but I think that oh. it's just called that because everything got destroyed except for it, and he put a curse on the town, so he, like, saved oh, the pillar. Oh, I, I see. Out of those five, I think the chair one is probably... Yeah, 100% agree. Yep. Okay. The next one is in Hawaii, actually. Night Marchers. It says, Deadly ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors that march on the waters during nights honoring ancient gods. The night marchers are heralded by chanting and conch shells. If you hear that, run. Oh, but why? They seem like they're doing a good (laughs) thing. Uh, I don't know. Oh. I guess you don't want to be around for it. Well, I mean, nobody will ever know what, what they're doing because they just tell you to run. Maybe they just wanted to say hello. 
and everyone just runs away. Yeah, no one, no one has. It doesn't say anyone has died or anything. Oh well, yeah, because nobody's going there to see. Ooh. Yeah. Then number twelve is in Idaho. Water babies of massacre rocks. Sit by the river, and you can hear the sounds of babies crying. They're the babies that mothers were forced to kill during a famine rather than see them starve. Some say that these babies evolved into tricky creatures with fins and gills. Oh, that's kind so of sad. Can, it's pretty sad. You can go to Pocatello and and see them, I guess. That one's like, yeah, that's a little sad. This one doesn't. This one can't be sad at all based on the title. Uh-oh. In Illinois, ghost elephants. That's a real life scary. 1918 train wreck of circus cars leading to troop deaths has popularized the legend that elephants had to be buried where they fell. Now, supposedly, the circus still takes place at night in Woodlawn Cemetery. Oh, that doesn't sound scary. <laughs> I would go watch no. a ghost elephant. Just go on. Yeah, why not? <laughs> in indiana there's the green clawed beast in the ohio river with hairy arms clawed hands and green skin this human-sized creature grabs unsuspecting women some believe the specific incident that inspired the legend was an extraterrestrial visit related to the kentucky goblin sightings which happened on the same day uh okay. what is a kentucky kentucky goblin they're it's they're gonna... down. I see them over here. They're oh, coming. so you gotta talk about them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, the picture is pretty funny. Oh. Okay. That then there's there's the Velisca Axe Murder House. This is in Iowa. Uh-huh. Based on real events, this 1912 cold case features a whole family being bludgeoned to death in their sleep. Since then, the house has been the source of odd paranormal activities, such as a ghost hunter stabbing himself in the chest in 2014. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. So, out of those five, I guess that's the scary? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really scared of I any think of these. so. I guess a green-clawed beast with hairy arms is scary, but... Well, I it mean, seems to like be honest, it's gone. I could paint my nails green. And I can have hairy arms and just be the green clawed hairy beast. Okay. I'm glad that's what you wanted. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, it didn't explain what it looks like. Yeah, a green skin. Oh, green skin. Oh, I think you said yeah. green claws. Oh, okay. So it's no, no, not me at all. Clawed hands, green skin. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's head to Kansas now. This okay. is the one from Supernatural Gateway to Hell. One of the several gateways to hell in America, the stairs in an old demolished church open to the other side on Halloween and the spring equinox. Oh. Yep. Also, and here we go. go? Sep- yeah, I think so. And then never see them no again. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the one you've been waiting for. The Kentucky Goblins. Yes. Obviously in Kentucky. Like the Kelly Hopskin, Hopkinsville encounter was a supposed extraterrestrial visit by small goblin-like green hairless children with three toes. While most skeptics easily dismiss them as owls, there has been a new wave of recent sightings of them on the other side of Kentucky. What owls are green? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> or that big of the size of a child. Yeah, green hairless children. Mm, Clearly that's... not an owl, but no, I do like. They're the apparently back person. recently, so. Oh, you want to go to Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Well, what do they do? Just run this... around. Yeah, they're just like the aliens. But the, I think the key is that these things were sighted the same time that the green-haired whatever creature was. Right. How so how do people know? They like who knows? somebody in Kentucky called their friend up and were like, "Oh, it says some thing. believe some believe that the incident that inspired the legend was a was this visit." Oh. Like, who knows? I think they just said like, "Oh, those green." Oh, uh, right. So they think it's the same yeah right i see <laughs> so this next one i'm actually kind of familiar with mm-hmm. um it's in louisiana the rougarou do you know this one no i don't think so so this i'll read the description and then I, if there's anything that i think i can add i will so okay. a pale white werewolf-like creature prowls the swamps and often stars in stories to encourage children to behave such <laughs> as hunting down catholics who don't practice lent Right. Well, we know who made that one up. <laughs> so I actually, I thought, I thought that like the story of the Rougarou was like there are some children that are cursed at a certain point. Uh huh. And at, at any given time in their like maturation, they get this really strange craving for like raw meat. Oh. And as long as they fight that that urge to eat raw meat they'll be fine but apparently it's like really bad like you'll just want to grab it off of the like the in the supermarkets and just eat it and if you basically if you eat that then you like take it a step further and you eventually get to like wanting to eat other people and then once you commit that act and i think we'll see this in another urban legend later once you commit that act you like transform into this beast so you can like scare other children yeah then there's no going back like you've you've gone completely just like right and the cycle continues yeah so i had never heard about this catholics who don't practice land i thought it was just like a cursed lineage or something Mm -hmm. yeah okay so number 19 is in maine colonel buck's tomb it says after a woman being pre- became pregnant with Colonel Buck's son. He forced her out to take care of the babe alone, later having her burned as a witch. The son ran off with the witch's leg that had rolled out of the bonfire, and he later cursed the colonel's tomb, which now bears the stain of a leg, despite several attempts to clean it, replace it, or remove it. Ooh, I like that story. <laughs> That's pretty Why funny. is she a witch? That's not nice. <laughs> like an ass. Yeah, I guess she was a witch. Like, what? Well, just, he just... And he wins in the end, I guess, if she was. I mean, I guess she didn't deserve to be burned, but no. still. This next one in Maryland, it looks ridiculous, but I don't know. The Goat Man. The legend that stirred so much enthusiasm that the USDA at one point had to formally deny the creation of the Goat Man in their Beltsville Research Agricultural Center. The half-man, half-goat creature likes to chase down teenagers in Lover's Lane and distract drivers on Crybaby Bridge. Crybaby Bridge. It's literally just a man with a goat head, apparently. <laughs> like when people so, have the horse head. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So out of those five, I don't really know. I guess, I think the, the Rougarou thing looks the scariest, but I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I think he's the scariest too. Because if it is real and you get like infected, you have to like overcome yeah. an inner demon. Otherwise, you'll become an actual demon. Yeah, I think that's true. That's a good story. I like it. Go okay, to church. So 21. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 21 is a Pukwudgies in Massachusetts. These tiny gray tricksters resemble human humanoid porcupines, and will <laughs> and will will lure people off cliffs or trap them in sand in the swampy regions of Massachusetts. I mean, that'd be awful being trapped. You need to look up a photo of these things, like now. What is it? What is it called? Just search P P U K A W U D G I E. There is like, there's like a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Apparently, I think they're they're in, aren't they in Harry Potter? I feel like they're in some, like oh, book possibly. or something. Yeah. But there's a they use photo magic. of one. Do you see this? Do you if you look? There's one of a Pukwudgie found on the road, and it's literally like a zoomed-in rat. That they like yeah, Photoshop they on big. top of it. Yeah, 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 I see that. I mean, the puck wedgies are kind of cute. I yeah, like but them. they're like throwing you off cliffs. Yeah, they're not very nice. Yeah, pretty ugly. Yeah. Speaking of not very there. nice, this this next one is also doesn't look very nice. It's called the Nain Rouge. It's in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit is haunted by a small impish hobgoblin who predicts misfortune and has cursed the city. He was seen in the 1805 fire, which nearly destroyed the whole city, the 1968 riots, and this 1976 ice storm. Today, a banishment parade is celebrated yearly. Really? Yeah. Wow. They went all out for that one. (laughs) N-A-I-N. Oh, yeah. This parade is insane. Insane. There's people dressed up as this thing, and there's like huge crowds. Wow. What is it called again? Yeah. Uh, it's French, so I can't really pronounce. It's N N A I N. Uh huh. Space R O U G E. Non rouge. Nine rouge. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. Is he that, red? But. Oh, he's like the devil. Yeah, he's usually red dwarf. He's like a little red. Yeah. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that one. That's well, good. Well, I guess he's gone because there's a banishment parade. Well, that's it. That's how <laughs> you keep him away. That's good. Yeah. I'm down for that. And the next one is, I think, the most, on this list at least, the one that I think most people will know. Maybe, maybe there is another one. Anyway, this is, I guess, originated. I don't think it originated here, but it says Northern Minnesota, the mm-hmm. Wendigo. Oh, I love the Wendigo. So Wendig- it's my favorite game. <laughs> it's your favorite game. Uh, Until Dawn. It says, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It says, this is one of the oldest legendary monsters dating back to the folklore of Native Americans who hunted these 15-foot-tall shape-shifting creatures even into the early 20th century. Anyone who resorts to cannibalism and tastes human flesh will become one. So this, this is exactly the same as the other one. I think it's just like to deter cannibalism as well like because that's such a big problem making if it don't is do that i don't know i mean who, i, I, I have know. no clue i mean i guess when you're hungry and you have nothing else to eat 
But they're just like maybe yeah. They so the, do the Wendigos, I, they're, they're usually portrayed as being uh, blind, right? Like they use, mm. they like are very good listeners, Echo and they're basically like, yeah, they. I mean, they're they're like, they're usually depicted in many different ways. This one has it's like a almost like a deer head with antlers very skinny oh. like lengthy body but standing on two legs mm -hmm. but with super long arms and claws i didn't think they were that big because you said 15 feet yeah 15 foot that's tall. bigger than bigfoot yeah that's why like maybe there's so many bigfoots because they're all like hiding or something i don't know or that's why no <laughs> one can find them they're hiding from these other the wendigos yeah yeah so the next one in mississippi is just by looking at it, because I haven't read these yet, uh, is a little strange. But anyway, it says, Mercritus. It says, this story is an odd myth. It's about a disease. I was going to say, it sounds like a, a disease. <laughs> <laughs> supposedly a horrible outbreak wrecked much of a rural Mississippi town and was later covered up by the government and medical community. If a man ingested too much lead, he would produce a smell that would cause a hormonal reaction in women who descend into mad homicidal fits. <laughs> right? I feel like I feel like if a man ingested too much lead, he would he would die and probably smell. And yeah, I'm sure they just blamed it on the do wife. Smell pretty bad. <laughs> we solved that one. <laughs> yeah, but okay, I don't think it would make people go crazy. Like well, I've I don't know. It dead says bodies it, before and it doesn't make me want to go and kill everyone. But I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Jeff Lead. <laughs> yeah. This one is in Missouri Zombie Road. It says stories about strange deaths along the road as far back as Native American times and drownings in the nearby river made it a fun haunted spot for teenagers for decades. But many of them have perished in strange accidents, too. Today, dark shadows follow you, seen only out of the corner of your eye. Oh, I don't like that. That's scary. It's in Wildwood, Missouri. No thanks. So those five, I think, were pretty good. I don't yeah, know. That was probably good. the scariest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Going down the list. I guess I'll try to be a little faster because we're like right. halfway. Um, this one is Montana. The Phantom Hitchhiker of Black Horse Lake. A Native American man with long black hair wearing an outdated baggy jacket and jeans collides with cars suddenly appearing on their windshield only for him to vanish without a dent he's also been known to hitch a ride and chase cars at in inhuman speeds <laughs> can you I imagine mean, this that... this person just running at like faster than your car yeah and then his face just appears on your windscreen <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah, that's pretty creepy that is creepy um okay 27 nebraska radioactive hornets this is a recent urban legend. After the Fukushima nuclear disaster, the locals of Nebraska believed that the mutant hornets from that area had grown to four times their normal size and were running rampant locally. Okay. I heard about this. It was recently, after like all the corona stuff, everyone's like, giant oh, hornets the, the, too? Yeah, is that those, the same? Those are like, so I don't know if there's a correlation between those like murder hornets and the radioactivity. Mm -hmm. But they're just really big hornets in Japan. Like, I don't know uh, if that's correlated. I don't think that's an urban legend either. I think that's just like right. a but something. 
how did they get to yeah. Nebraska and only in Nebraska? Yeah. Because Nebraska's <laughs> not on the coast or anything, so it's not like a yeah. ship could have come in or... Oh, weird. Unless there was one yeah, on a plane. Weird. Somebody Maybe. was flying from Japan to Nebraska and brought one hornet with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get away from these hornets. <laughs> so, in Nevada, there's the spiteful mermaid of Pyramid Lake. Um... It says, while Area 51 gets all the fame and glory for its supposed alien autopsies, fewer people know about the curse on Pyramid Lake, which happened after a Paiute man fell in love with a mermaid. His tribe rejected and told him to throw her back in. She cursed the lake, brought the settlers, and ignited a war. <laughs> oh, jeez. It says, talk about spite. In modern times, the lake has drowned locals, spitting them out as far as Lake Tahoe. I mean, mermaids okay. are supposedly evil anyway. They like, aren't they, like, when they're in the sea, I guess, they, like, sing to lure sailors in, and then they kill them. So mermaids yeah, are not I actually Yeah, I think there's nice. a, like, sirens, you mean? Yeah. I think yeah. they're, like, the same. I guess I that's true. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like it could be. <laughs> okay, this one, the image is a woman with, like, a sword through her chest. It says, Goody Cole. This is New Hampshire. It says, Eunice Goody Cole was blamed for numerous local tragedies and accused of witchcraft twice. Legend says the locals staked her heart to make sure she wouldn't bother them, but they continued to blame numerous events on her. Some say she still pays a visit from time to time. Well, that's well, what that happens when kinda... you call people witches. Stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here in New Jersey. Aha. Uh -huh. The ghost boy of Clinton Road. I think I talked to you about this one, but it's pretty funny. Hiding under one of the bridges of Clinton Road is a ghost boy, but don't worry, he's pretty nice and helpful. If you throw a coin into the river, he'll return it to you. How? Okay. Does he throw it at I don't know. Pack? Does he throw it at you? Does he go up? I don't know. Do you find I think of that pocket? one. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I think of that one, that, that hitchhiker one is probably the worst. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. Okay, New Mexico. I feel like these New Mexico, you can do a whole, a whole like feature thing on, yeah. on these. So this one is La Mala Hora. If you're traveling alone in the country crossroads after dark, avoid this demon, which appears as a woman. She drives people insane, and if you see her, either you or someone you love will die. Avoid her. <laughs> yeah, I just. So you just see some woman, you're like, oh, I ain't gonna ignore that. <laughs> Poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like scary. Mexican folklore is probably like also yeah. really scary. Yeah. I think we should do it. So now here's that. New York, Staten Island, whoop, whoop. which is probably an urban legend itself. So it's Cropsy. <laughs> this escaped mental patient with a hook for a hand would snatch children in Staten Island, but the old legend became horrifyingly real when a killer named Andre Rand was caught in the 1970s. So you said you saw a movie about yeah, this? Yeah, well, a documentary on Netflix, and it was so bad. I like it was just How like a bunch bad? of I don't know. It was just a bunch of kids like running around, being like, "We gotta find him." And I swear they were like just in sewers and stuff. And did they go to like a mental hospital? Find him? Yeah, they're just like, "We gotta find this guy" or whatever. And I was just like, "This is so boring." And obviously they didn't find anything. <laughs> because if it was like a real guy back in the day, like he's obviously gonna be dead. Like that was. A hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. 
So North Carolina, the vampire beast of Bladenboro. Gruesome deaths in the 1950s of mutilated livestock and dogs drained of blood led to reports of something vaguely feline and huge living near Bladenboro. Okay. So a cougar. A big cat? Yeah, yeah exactly. A mountain lion? Know. Yeah. That's not scary. Yeah. And I guess it doesn't affect humans so an... much, so it's not so scary. Yeah. Yeah. This one is North Dakota. The mini Washitu. The red bison-like water monster of the Missouri River travels upstream to break ice. Anyone who sees it alone in the daytime will go insane. Trying to break ice. What well, ice that's on the river. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> but if you Poor see it, guy. it'll go insane. Well, just don't look at him. But who's like, so. what is he doing in the daytime anyway? Shouldn't he be hiding and only coming I have no dark? idea. I don't even know why this creature would exist. Like, I'm looking at it. It's literally like, it's a, a bison standing on its two hind legs with a horn on it. Like a single horn on its head with one eye. Well, he uses that horn to break the ice. Yeah, good for him. So speaking, <laughs> speaking of weird creatures, in Loveland, Ohio, there's a humanoid four-foot frog, which apparently hangs out on the sides of roads at night and will stand up on its hind legs and wave a wand over its head and shoot sparks to deter humans. I mean, just seeing a giant frog <laughs> would deter anyone. Why does he need his little magic wand? <laughs> That's awful. He's a big frog wizard. Perfect. I think I would cry if I saw that. I don't that, know if this it's one with was, laughter or out of just being afraid. I think the frog, the, uh, maybe the first one, the demon woman is like the, yeah. the one I wouldn't want to encounter. I mean, I wouldn't want to encounter that frog. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Four foot frog. Okay. Oklahoma, the men in black at Shaman's Portal. It says Beaver Dunes Park is the Bermuda Triangle of Oklahoma with weird disappearances dating back as far as Coronado's time when his men disappeared in flashes of green light. In recent times, archaeologists have been chased away from the site by mysterious government officials. According to Superstition, anyone who learns about anything and what's truly buried underneath the sand disappears. Huh. It's okay. green again. Why is everything green? I don't know. Everything's green. Everything's green. Okay, the bandaged man in Oregon. The ghost of a logger who died in a grizzly sawmill accident attacks cars and terrorizes teenagers. The smell of rotting flesh predicts a visit. Oh, God. That's that's creepy. That's terrifying. You like smell uh-huh. something. You're like, hmm, what's that? And you're like, oh, you oh turn no. around. It's just coming. like a mutilated. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, that one's scary. Here we go, Pennsylvania. Charlie No Face. Though the picture is like a man with like a jack o' lantern face. Aww. Rumors of a murderous, faceless man roaming the streets at night were based on a real life person who'd suffered an extreme accident that destroyed his face. He wasn't, as it turns out, a murderer. He walked at night because he wanted to get fresh air and be left alone. The legend stuck, however. That's kind of sad. Yeah, that's sad. 
Okay, Rhode Island, Mercy Brown, the vampire. Outbreaks of tuberculosis caused the vampire scare in 1892 when a full family contracted the disease. While most of her family's bodies decomposed, Mercy's body seemed to be frozen in time, making people suspect her to be a vampire. While it was obviously superstition, the legend persisted. Okay. Everyone, all these and, women are just either witches or vampires. Yeah. <laughs> South Carolina, boo hags. Have you heard of the boo hags? No, but I like it. I like it already. Okay. It says, Gullah folklore tells us about evil souls who stay behind after death and become skinless, vampire-like witches who take oh. other people's skin for a, quote, ride. Oh. Okay. Oh, I don't like that anymore. So, I is think the person one... they steal the skin from, they obviously take their skin and put it on, but the person that they took the skin from... Are they just left? I don't really know. <laughs> For the like a is, second. The image is literally like a demon woman holding like a skin sack. Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, that one I'd say the the bandaged man and that one are probably the yeah agreed. creepiest. Okay, 41. This is South Dakota. This is Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Walking Sam, a seven-foot-tall specter whose job it is to collect the souls of suicide victims, stalks lonely, depressed adolescents. Perhaps he's an explanation for the alarmingly high suicide rates in the area, or the few recent attempts at mass suicide. Oh, that's sad. Like, yeah. are there enough suicides? So, obviously, there's enough suicides and stuff for them to have made this guy up, if he's made up. Yeah. That's sad. Hmm. In Tennessee, skinned Tom. It says, don't woo the wrong lady like young Tom did. He ended up getting skinned alive by a beautiful woman's angry husband. His bloody ghost hangs around lover's lane to punish cheaters. <laughs> good Tom. He's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's devoted his afterlife <laughs> to. Okay. The Candy Lady from Texas. Candy left out on the windowsill is meant to lure out children so a spectral woman can pull out their teeth, kidnap them, or stab them in the eyes. This story may have been linked to a real person, Clara Crane, who killed her husband by poisoning candy and was later released from an institution. And that is where the don't take candy from a stranger saying has come from. Is that a saying? Isn't it? Don't, isn't it there's, a thing that they're like, oh, didn't your mother ever tell you not to take candy from a stranger? Well, don't talk to strangers. I don't know why candy specifically. Where did you hear this? I don't this know. This saying from. Maybe I'm just making it up. <laughs> there's don't Maybe take, I'm there's, that it's woman. easy as, there's it's easy as oh. taking candy from a baby. <laughs> I've put the two together. Damn. But I think you should also yeah. not take candy from strangers. Yeah, it's but it's on a windowsill. I also wouldn't do that. But No, no. Okay, and here we go in Utah, the curse on Escalante Petrified Forest. Anyone who takes petrified wood from the state park befalls bad luck, job loss, sickness, and accidents. Park managers claim they get dozens of packages every year sending back chunks of wood from regretful thieves. Whoa. I think yeah. that's a thing in Hawaii as well, because they tell oh, you yeah. have to You're take not the to... stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah that's there. true. Mm. Uh-huh. It's just a don't take. Yeah, that's true. 
you get like a curse of of uh, Kamehameha or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you get sick. Yeah. I remember okay. Fofo once. I have a little story. Do you want to hear it? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Fofo, who is our aunt, uh, she went to Hawaii. This was like a long time ago. I was pretty young. Um, she went to Hawaii, and I think she did. She take something, or she like fell and kicked like a lava rock or something. Something happened in Hawaii. Um, and then she took me to the museum when she came back, like maybe a couple weeks later. And I got like sick, like I got a fever or whatever. And so we went home and I was just, you know, sick in bed, laying there with like a little thermometer out of my mouth. And she mm-hmm. was like, she was convinced that it was because of what happened in Hawaii. And she's like, I this is my fault. I made you sick. What the? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Why would it affect you? Because it's, it, well, well, like with this one, it says they're like, not you, but somebody you love. Oh, oh yeah. Will come to harm. Oh, I see. That's so interesting. So Bobo put a curse on me. <laughs> I, I'm recovered. not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was probably just had a bug or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Don't take stuff okay. from national forests and parks. Yeah, or watch where you're stepping, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you. This this is in Montpellier, Vermont. Deep frozen, folks. Oh. Didn't you go there? In Virginia. Oh. Yeah, same place. Okay. It's actually a place. Frugal. Okay. Frugal Vermonters facing extreme winters have been said to freeze their elderly and thaw them in the spring. Cryogenetics. Yeah. I mean, that, what what does that mean? Like, okay. I don't know. Anyway. Well, it's because they don't want to feed them, right? They're like, oh, yeah, it's winter like, and I can't feed them. Like, thaw them in the spring. They're They're most likely dead, so... Yeah, but not if you do it right. They're just playing math. Yeah, I don't in think that. Term. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so those five. I don't know. I guess the. I don't know the candy lady one. These are all okay. I guess they're yeah. not like very scary. Okay, forty-six. The bunny man in Clifton, Virginia. On Halloween many years ago, a bus tra- of transferring asylum inmates crashed with one of the inmates escaping. For years, skinned, half-eaten rabbits were found hanging from the trees near Bunny Bridge, even after the supposed culprit died. Eventually, he allegedly attacked humans, too, bodies strung up over the bridge. Why didn't they just call it Body Bridge? Because you know? uh, I guess they didn't <laughs> want to rename it. Yeah, uh, I Okay, here we go. Cadboro Bay, Washington. It says, Caddy of Cadboro Bay. While the legendary Bigfoot gets a great deal of attention in this state, you might not have heard of Caddy, short for, short for Cadborosaurus, the local sea monster hanging out in Cadboro Bay. It's Amazing. literally the Loch Ness Monster, but in Washington. Amazing. Yeah. Does it look like the little dinosaur, like a brontosaurus? Yeah, yeah, no. it looks exactly. Not like the creature okay. of the Black Lagoon kind of thing. No, it's like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, West Virginia, the white things. I'm sure there are a lot of those in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says, <laughs> Mothman might be the more popular. Yeah, what the hell? Why don't I talk about... Yeah, Mothman, Moth that's awful. I mean, I don't like moths 
just normal moths. <laughs> but Mothman, Mothman might be the more popular mystery, but rural West Virginia is also home to mysterious dog-like creatures the size of a lion with white shaggy fur. Okay. Oh. And what does he do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he's not so, popular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one is in Wisconsin. The Rhinelander Hodag. Okay. Mm. An ugly, stumpy critter with a spike tail. The Hodag features in Paul Bunyan stories and reportedly likes to eat bulldogs. Oh. Poor Hodag. Okay. He's just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's Wyoming. The Platte, the Platte River ship. Through thick mist, usually in February, a ship can be seen sailing the Platte River, its phantom crew frosted over. On the deck, you'll allegedly see the body of someone you know or yourself. Either way, the person's death will come soon. That's scary. Yeah. That one's yeah. scary. Yeah. That like one's that scary. One. So that's all of them. Um, I feel like a lot of these are, are sort of random. Yeah. What do, what do you think? I think the ones where you see stuff is the, are the most scary. So like the I guy at the side should... of the road or that one that you've seen, that you've just said. Where you see someone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? I mean, Mo- Mothman is... I want to know about, okay. more about him. Oh. Okay. I'll tell you some, some okay. stuff about him. Yeah. Okay. This is also West Virginia. Yeah. Um, on November 12, 1966, five men who were digging a grave at a cemetery claimed to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. And this is often identified as the first known sighting of what became known as the Mothman or the winged, Winged Man. Shortly thereafter, three days later, two young couples told the police they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings, following their car while they were driving outside the area of town known as the TNT area, which was the site of a former World War II munitions plant. And then the next few days, um, people reported a large bird with red eyes. Um, The county sheriff commented that he believed that the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed a shite poke. I don't know what that means. Um, then a, separately, a contractor told the sheriff that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Again, these red things. Mm. And blamed buzzing noises from his TV set and the disappearance of his German shepherd on the creature. Finally, a biologist got involved at West Virginia University, told the reporters that the description and sightings all fit the sandhill crane, a large American crane almost as high as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, Whoa. featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. Uh, this particular crane was unrecognized because it was not native. Right. Um, this, But then, so like a year or so, Mothman was thought to be a crane. Mm-hmm. And then in December of the following year, the collapse of the Silver Bridge and death of 46 people gave rise to the legend that connected Mothman to this bridge collapse. Um, so there was like, I think there are a couple books and movies about this. Oh. But I, um, I think in tw- uh, this says in 2016, there was a photo 
published to be of Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. Um, science writer Sharon Hill proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, and wrote that it is zero reason to suspect it is the Mothman described in legend. But that's how Mothman came to be. I mean, People I would think be Mothman's pretty... alien. Mm. <laughs> that sounds really scary. Like seeing a man fly at you or over you. Yeah. But there's a, a festival bird. though. Is there? They love him. Yeah. Excellent. There's a Mothman annual Mothman festival. Perfect. Ten to twelve thousand people attend. Why not? So they hope that they'll see him. And actually, this is extremely recent and very funny. In June of 2020, a petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States with statues of Mothman. As of July 2020, the petition has garnered over 2,000 signatures. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Um, There is a lot of movies about Mothman. Oh. Um, But if you look up this crane... What what is the crane? crane again? Well, there's also some, like, I guess people in Chicago got involved in 2017. In 2017, there were 55 sightings of Mothman in Chicago. Oh, wow. So that maybe mm-hmm. was his route. Yeah, maybe. Sandhill um, Crane, I think it is. Yeah, that's it. Sandhill Crane. Oh, they are I don't, massive. But they wouldn't look bit- like a human. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm just looking at... Oh, goodness. <laughs> I've just seen a picture what? of this alleged Mothman that literally looks like a man, like, horizontally with little fake wings. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we'll put up all so, photos and stuff, or of maybe the, the scariest ones on our, our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there there's a photo. I'm trying to find that photo of like Mothman that they said they. Oh, the one that they the, found. Mm-hmm. That was like published. Yeah. But I doubt I doubt it'll be found. Yeah. But yeah, it might be good to do. Um, like urban legends, I like we said, are more like to teach you a lesson in some way, or like yeah. prevent you from doing things. So I feel like they're mostly tame. Um, well, they have to be scary of, enough to make you not want to do the thing that they're teaching you to not do. Yeah. But I'm thinking about maybe for a future one to do um, things that I, I are just, like, I think most kids growing up in the U.S., like Bloody Mary, for example, things like that, that, oh, I mean, you still man. don't don't really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I or or even joke about. Yeah. So that might be something along with these this like increasingly popular genre of of uh, sort of like m- things that are known to be made up like Slenderman but still are really scary to think about. Yeah. So yeah, that's something we can think. But people but still think that it's real. Like those two girls who yeah. were um, charged with murdering their friend because they thought the Slenderman was real or claimed that he was real. Yeah. 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 So that's all I got for now. That's um, pretty good. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. You know, not not really. I think they're all they're they're like hard to compare some of them. Yeah. I maybe agree. maybe my favorite is that hitchhiker one because it's just it's like funny to think of 
I mean, it's yeah. not that funny. I like that one and the, the zombie road one and the uh, devil's chair. Yeah, that Some devil's chair just, one. Yeah. But... <laughs> that's all I got. Did you have a favorite oh, one? Um, I kind of like the river one where they see the... Was it like a ghost ship on the river? Oh, yeah, the last yeah, one. Yeah, that one. That one was good. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, the ones where you... Like I said, the, the ones that you see stuff. Yeah. So that Hitchhiker one is also quite scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do we have anything else to add, or shall we end it there? No, I guess that's it for now. Cool. Do you know what, what will be next? No idea. Uh, I guess we can continue with these urban legends. I know that like folklore and stuff is something that of uh, particular interest for some people, so we can maybe do that. Uh, mix it up a bit, but I quite like this, these little guys. They're not as scary to me personally, because sometimes they're like really ridiculous and you're like, oh, that's not real. But when you think about it and then kind of put yourself in the mindset that it is real, it is. it could be quite scary. So some of those yeah. are pretty scary. All right, yeah. sounds like a plan then. Cool. Um, if anybody else has any, any of our listeners have any um, ideas or want to hear more of a particular story, um, let us know and we'll try to cover it. Um, oh yeah, I also was going to say we have, um, we're now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud as normal. Um, I know that you guys are obviously listening to it at at one of these things at the moment <laughs> but um, I guess if there are other means for you to listen to it that makes it a bit easier we are there um, so yeah I guess that's all for today um, thanks for listening that's Bone Chillers Podcast out bye